0: Like I have a lot of backlight, so does yeah. this work better?
1: What <laughs> part of the U.S. are you in?
0: Um, I'm close to Philadelphia.
2: Philadelphia. Um,
0: Philadelphia is kind of like a little bit south of New York City. Yeah. So it's it's about an hour and a half, two hour drive to get there. Um, but we have, you know, we have a lot of water around here, so we have a couple rivers, and then there's um, like the Atlantic Ocean is. I have to go through New Jersey, but the Atlantic Ocean is over on that side, very yep. close too. Yeah. Uh,
1: so good. So first, yeah. so Jen, you are a vegan professional triathlete. Is that right? right. And you yes. run yeah, uh, a website called V Edge Racing. Or do you pronounce it Veg Racing?
0: Yeah, well, um, it's kind of a play on words. Um, yeah. so I say like V Edge or I mean some people say veg racing, it doesn't really matter. Um, I've had that website for like two years about. Um, I've been vegan over 10 years, um, and I've, I I've just started kind of racing as a pro, um, but I have been racing triathlon for like 10, this is my 10th year, Thanks. season ending this year is my 10th year doing triathlon. Oh. So... Um, yeah, it's been quite a journey because I'm also a little bit older for, you know, to be racing as a professional. Um, and I can go a little bit more into that as, as far as like why I decided to race as a pro versus like an amateur. Um,
1: yeah, you, it's so funny to get to that level. I like, can imagine, like I could see, um, straight away from your, your website, first of all, it looks great. You know, it's oh, really you. laid out and I've seen the first thing you realize is that uh, fit fast and powered by plants uh, for the animals the slogan yeah. as you open it up and um, one of the first things that jumped out to me as a uh, you know you see you on the professional road bike you know and and uh, as a kind of cyclist enthusiast I would say and um, I could just see the caliber of bike even it was you know it's, it's yeah. I'm sure it looks great but also expensive <laughs> but, yeah uh, the, whole, the
0: whole idea is to go as fast as you can so um yeah I've I've invested in some, you know, nicer bikes, and um, so now, like, when I race, uh, even some of the top amateurs have really good equipment. It's a sport that's, unfortunately, like, you know, it's kind of geared towards people that have, like, a little more income, and they can spend money on bikes, and Yeah. um, yeah, so I, that bike, though, the one that I race... Um, for the triathlons is a, it's a time trial bike and oh, yes. I've had that bike that one in particular since 2012 so <laughs> it's gotten a lot of use that's all
1: the TT um, bars this is the t- yes t- yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it has TT bars on it and, um, and that's so yeah I do non-drafting triathlon which is um, it's it's kind of a subset of triathlon that's a little bit different what, than what you see in the Olympics Right. So in the Olympics, there's like a it's called drafting uh, racing where when they're on the bikes they can actually strategize and ride together in groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the races I do are individual, and there's set rules about no drafting. So um, yeah, it makes it kind of different in terms of what kind of training I do, um, as opposed to people who do drafting races like draft legal races. Um, but yeah that's pretty much what I've done since I started the sport so I kind of stick to that
1: and yeah, yeah. you can see it's a lovely looking boy but first uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you what my podcast is a little bit about first anyway yeah and um, it's it's only started this year training taught and truth uh-huh. it's called and I was kind of always been into um, the fitness element myself now not not on a professional level but just in, in a day-to-day kind of scenario you know sure so the training was kind of my, I had this mantra that I always wanted to be physically fit and uh, mentally sharp and kind of spiritually well as well, you know, and the three yeah. I thought were kind of interweaved between each other, you know, if you look after your mental health, or if you look after your physical health, your mental health gets better, you know, and you just, I think it's a good basis for a complete kind of person to work on Entry three aspects, I thought, you know, and, and then we came across, that's how we actually came across each other because it's only going since May and i've had going into the online kind of presence you know that you do come across which is all now all recent things you know you get a lot of different um you know different fitness routines different sports specific stuff and different um kind of nutritionists saying different things and you, you know i wanted to um to figure out you know what's what's the right way to go and how to put people on a good path, you know, uh, and being as honest as possible kind of was saying like, I'm not coming from a standpoint of any particular, you know, any, I don't have anything behind where I'm coming from. I'm just giving you what, you know, I think these are the, the, the guys who have tried this and I wanted to get people on who can, you know, who are good at, um, in each aspect, you know,
0: right, right, but
1: right, right. I noticed the, uh well, first of all, can you run me through your, your background, uh, how you initially came to be involved as a triathlete?
0: Sure, sure. So, um, I actually wasn't an athlete growing up. I, um, how can I put it? I actually didn't consider myself an athlete at all growing up. I, I was at a school, like a regular public school, where there was a lot of sports teams and kids doing team sports, but I didn't really feel like I fit in there. Um and one thing I was really drawn to was um I really loved horses and animals. So when I was growing up I used to take horseback riding lessons and um I kept going to this one farm where there was a lot of you know there was kids who were riding and going to like horse shows and stuff and so I kind of did that for a long time. Um which was really I guess it was very formative for me in terms of how I feel about animals and how I kind of feel about them now because I spend so much time around animals yeah. doing that. And um, after, like, nine years of doing horseback riding and some of the shows, like, I do into some horse shows. So, like, horse shows here are different. You know, they have, like, the Western. They have English. So I went to, like, English horseback riding shows. Um, it, it was hard because I, I feel like I kind of got my competitive nature going with that like I kind of wanted to do more competitions but at the same time you need like a lot of money to compete in that sport it's you know the horse and like the trainer and the clothing and
1: the lessons uh,
0: getting getting your horse to like the the actual location where you're going to compete is it's it's all very expensive yeah um and I felt like the competition itself was somewhat biased towards kids that had you know more of a Wealthy families that were supporting them. So then I, when I went to college or university, I decided I was going to just not ride anymore and I was going to try a team sport. And so uh, one of the big things that they have here in Philadelphia is uh, they have a lot of rowing competitions on this one river that goes through the town, through the city. And uh, I went to a couple of those just kind of on a whim, and I thought, hey, it would be really great to try rowing. And so when I went to school, uh, university, uh, they had rowing tryouts, and uh, I put everything I could into it, and luckily I made that team even even though I had no original background in rowing, or I wasn't in really that good of shape either. I just tried really hard, and some of the um, things they had us do were like go in these long runs and like, I couldn't even run very long or far, you know, I just kind of like, I just kept trying. Yeah. Um, And it was really painful. Like um, I think that's why some, some levels I can kind of relate to people who are just starting out in a sport, especially like endurance sports is because you you know, your body isn't used to or trained to do those things. But I remember how I felt like when I started doing that. So uh, you know you. I feel like you know I can kind of like understand people who are even like even though I competed at a high level now like I still remember that side of me so um, so when I was a rower I was doing a lot of like uh, indoor rowing on these like rowing machines and they would have us do long long training runs just for like conditioning and uh, rowing is a tough sport in general like it, if you if you want to do the sport you really have to want to do it <laughs> and,
1: really power base isn't it it's really yeah
0: yeah it's a very and you know it's like your whole body too it's your legs yeah. your back your arms yeah. and um i think i was probably a little bit better at that just because i'm tall like taller people have like a little bit of advantage in a in a boat because you have like longer levers and things yeah. so um i really worked really hard at that um i i wanted to be good at it. I wanted to be competitive at it. I think that was just a motivating thing for me is just to see how far I could go as a rower. And, um, so I did pretty well, um, you know, in terms of my strength and stamina on the, on the team as I just kept training and doing the workouts as best I could. And, um, I got to go to a couple of pretty cool competitions when I was a collegiate athlete. And then, um, one of the things that like I kind of noticed as I was doing my rowing training was I really enjoyed, I started really enjoying going out and doing these longer runs. Like they'd have us go and run for like 45 or 50 minutes. And I kind of started really enjoying that. And so when I, when I graduated from college, I took a job in a, in a, in a place I had never been and uh, I didn't know anybody. So I decided I was going to like train to run a marathon and, uh, it was something I thought I would never be able to do ever in my entire life. Like I had a an uncle that ran a marathon and I had a couple friends that did it, but then I never thought that would be possible for me, you know? Like I just thought that's that's so long of a distance. Like how could I ever do that, you know? But then once you just you start on a training plan and just consistently chip away at what you need to do to prepare for an iron or for for a marathon, like you you start noticing like, wow, I could run 10 miles or whatever. So So then I ran a marathon and that was like, I think that was like 1999 and it was, it was like one of the best feelings ever. Like, you know, you, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't do super well or anything. I just remember like the feeling I got when I came to the finish line, it was, it was a pretty cool feeling. So uh, then I was like, Hey, I want to, I want to do that again. You know, I want to train a little bit better or harder and maybe see if I can um, shave some time off, you know? So that kind of, that kind of started my, my running um, I wouldn't say career, but I started like on a path of doing more just running. And I did some like cycling, not, not, and not anything structured or, uh, nothing where I was like, I would just ride my bike around just to get places.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And, um, so I, yeah, I, I, I kind of like put a little more effort into my training with marathon and I, uh, I wanted to see if I could qualify for the Boston Marathon, which is like kind of like a a big thing if you're a runner to qualify and do the Boston Marathon. And yeah. um, so it took me a couple years to do that, but I finally qualified for the Boston Marathon and I ran that. And it was just mostly just consistent like training and sticking with the plan. And um, I don't remember feeling at one point like, hey, you know, I'm, really good at marathon or, or like that. I was actually like a real runner, but I, you know, it was a sense of accomplishment and, um, yeah. So, so then, um, I kind of, then I took a different job that was probably around 2002. I was, I kind of got into some different work and, um, I, I started going to law school and, um, just the, like the new job and, doing law school like kind of took a lot of time away from my um physical time to or time to do like sports and stuff yeah yeah so um so yeah so I kind of like I took some time off between like I would say like 2005 to like 2007 from like really doing a lot of like real running I mean it was kind of like here and there um but then, when I was working as a lawyer um, after I graduated from law school, I I really felt like I was I was like lacking in like I wasn't healthy because I was working so much. Yeah. Like I was spending so much time just sitting in front of a computer, you know, like twelve hours a day. Um,
1: and that I, can drain you as well. I can't do that at the end of the day. You know, yeah. So you don't want to do anything else.
0: I know, yeah. So it was, it was, re- it was a really hard time, and and like this is kind of where, like you were talking about, like the spiritual side or like the, you know, the mental side of what you're doing. Like I think that, like you know, to me, like the, I feel like there has to be a balance yeah. between, like, you know, what you do mentally versus what you do physically. And yeah. so, I I just said this is not good for me to be sitting and doing this job for 12 hours a day. So I you know, I changed that completely and, um, I went back into something that I was doing before. So I I have an engineering degree. And so I went back into the engineering field and at that time I could put more time back into like what I was doing with sport. And so, um, I had been reading back in like maybe 2002 about Iron Man, and I had just heard about it then. And like, um, I didn't really.
1: Many listeners might know what that actually means.
0: Yeah, so, so Iron Man is it's a really long triathlon. So Iron Man is a swim, a bike, and a run. And it's all sequential and it takes place on the same day, um, but it's really long. So, like, the swim is 2.4 miles. And I don't know what that is in kms. I think it's three point eight kms.
2: Yeah, probably, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Even more, maybe. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and the the bike ride is one hundred and twelve miles. It's a really long bike ride. Wow. And then and then it's a marathon at the end of all that. So it's Jeez. it's an endurance event, and I heard about this on TV. I. I absolutely could not believe that people were doing this.
2: Yeah. Like, when I first saw it on TV.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I first saw it on TV, and then I, like, I saw it in, like, maybe a magazine or a book or something, like, and I couldn't believe that people actually did this. This is, like, something I just was blown away about, you know, how anybody could run a marathon after doing all that. And I didn't grow up a swimmer. So to imagine swimming, and it's an open water swim, too. You don't swim in a pool. Like, you swim in a lake or an ocean or... You know, a river or something, and
1: real conditions.
0: Yeah, yeah, it could be extreme. You could be bad conditions. You could have currents. You know, things like that. So, I couldn't believe like the people actually did this, and um, and so at the time when I first heard about it, I thought, ah, eh, like that's I don't know. I just was just blown away by it. But then, like in 2008, I had this more time to like devote to athletic interests and so um I kind of thought back to like when I had heard about Ironman and I thought well gosh it'd be really cool to like train and race for that and I had met somebody like um just in passing who had done that race like one of them and I was like you know what if that person can do it I can do it (laughs) and so I got this book about how to train for this event and um Uh, I started reading more about it, and I kind of realized I needed, like, a whole year to train for it because just the preparation and getting your body in the physical condition it needs to be to to do the race is really important. And even though I rode my bike different places and I, you know, I grew up going to the beach and swimming in the water, like, you have to, you know, really condition yourself for a a long swim and then to be on a bike and then to run. So um, I got this training book and I got a, um, a book that had an actual training plan in it. And yeah, I took like a year. I went to a race. Uh, I, you know, the other thing is like race selection because they have different Ironman races throughout the country and now actually in in the world now. And, um, I decided I was going to do this race in Florida and I went to the race a year ahead of time. And I, signed up for it and, uh, volunteered at the event just to kind of see what it was like. And, um, yeah, so then I was, then I knew I was going to do this race the next year. And so that's when I did the first one, which was 2010. And, um, I remember like training for this race. I had no idea if I was going to be able to do all three things together yeah,
2: yeah.
0: on the actual race day, but you know, you, you, as long as you're like kind of like working towards the goal and you're consistent with your workouts then you really you know you're, you're setting yourself up for success and so um it yeah like, a
1: lot, um, like it sounds like you you trained a lot by yourself
0: I did yeah
1: that's um, tough because it sounds like even though you said you weren't that athletic in school and um, but you have a um, drive almost like where do you think that came from was that a like handed down from parents or was that um
0: No actually because um I don't know like I've kind of wondered about this too like why am I more competitive than other people maybe um and I wasn't I wasn't really athletic that when when I was younger either so I'm kind of wondering where this came from um But then I'm thinking like you know when I was in school I also had like a pretty significant drive to, to to just be the best that I could be no matter what it is if I'm studying something or if I'm putting my physical nature to the test you know like I feel like I should just try to be the best that I can be in any one moment
2: yeah.
0: um, and so I'm not I'm not sure where, I'm not sure exactly where it came from yeah um, so it's, very to,
1: it's very tough to learn. Um, to train by yourself, you know. To yeah. uh, I think you know, especially if you're going for such a high a uh, goal, yeah. Like, that long, you know. Like I, I, i look to be able to compete in them. And I said that hopefully next year I might, you know, if I stay working at it. But I'm lucky enough that um, there's a few people who keep me motivated. A few friends who are saying, you know, I do a hill run with a friend of mine every Saturday, and he makes sure I do a few runs that week and strength sessions. And yeah. He, doesn't let me say you know not that I make much excuses but he's like make sure you're here at this time and you know you know he won't let it go which is good (laughs) you know because we have you know hill runs coming up but it sounds I can't imagine how tough that is because hill running is one thing it's sport specific but it's only a one sport yeah where you're talking about three sports training by yourself I say Mm -hmm. that like it's much harder
0: yeah um and that but at the same time, like, I think with triathlon, too, um, because of three sports, you're kind of constantly changing things, and your mind is changing at the same time to, to, like, kind of fit into what it is. So it's always something a little bit different every day.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Whether, like, I mean, as a professional, some professionals do a lot of the same things every day. Yeah. Um. Just because they're devoting all their time to it. Um, but, like, if you're doing this, like, kind of on, like, a – uh, a more amateur level like you might do a swim and a run one day and then like next day is a, a bike day with maybe some strength or something and then the next day is like a swim with you know a bike i mean it's very different um and that's why i think like so after the first year that i did ironman training in my race i hired a coach so since my first race i've had a coach well, and they kind of lay out my training plan. And so I kind of don't really have to think about what I'm going to be doing. And I I can be accountable to another person at the same time, which is really helpful for me. Because if I had to come up with my own training plan and, or use a book or something, then I'm accountable only to myself, right? yeah,
2: so, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> And cool. if you have – I think it would work, too, if you had, like, a lot of people to train with. So I have some friends that overlap into – like what I'm doing, so I have some friends who are runners. I have some friends who are cyclists. Yeah, I have friends that are swimmers, right? right. And if you can um, kind of combine some things, then you can really get a lot out of like using some friendships, even if they're not doing like an Ironman. Maybe they're maybe they're a swimmer and they like to go and swim in the morning. And if you can, you know, go and do a few sessions with them, then that kind of gives you a little bit of a boost. And I do think like generally like doing things with other people is way better than doing them by yourself.
2: Absolutely,
0: um, But then, you know, there's some things, like, for me, uh, if you're competing at a higher level, you there's some things you kind of have to do on your own. Like, yeah. just because you... The race is individual. And so you want to be able to, like, when you're, you know, struggling or having, like, you know, something go wrong during your race, you want to be able to rely on yourself to get you motivated and keep okay. going, solve whatever problem comes up. So... In training, I think it's great, you know, but you want to also have your workouts reflect your, your abilities too. So like if you have, you know, training partners that you ride or run with, you want to kind of make sure that they're, they're at your same level Mm -hmm. and they're going to push you to like get better, um, or give you moral support. You know, you want to kind of pick and choose Mm -hmm. for me, at least for me, like I found like, I pick and choose, like kind of like who I can train with and, um, get motivated from or um, feel like I was pushed from, or sometimes it's just to have, like, you know, moral support.
2: Yeah, so. no, it's
1: true, because, like, I always thought, you know, I, up until this year, I wasn't doing much running. Uh, I had been doing cycling for the last couple of years. I was doing a lot of weights, and that had always been part of it, and I always liked working out with um, a friend of mine who got me into weightlifting, like, 10 years ago. His name is Jimmy, and he could always lift that bit more. He was, like, his big farming kind of family, and they all but I knew if he was lifting that, then I better lift at least five or ten kilos less than him. You know, I better, you know, show up. <laughs> <Right. Same laughs> this guy who runs with me. He's in the army. He's a personal trainer through the army. And he's that much, he's, he's a good bit better than me. But he's better in terms of he'd still go out with me. And we do our own pace, but we're doing loops. And he eggs me on. And he yeah. has his own website. And he puts it up. And, you know, he goes out and gives me tips. And same with the cycling. The guy in work, when I kind of. Realised he was into cycling, and I kind of got the bike out a bit more, and went out a few times with him, and we entered a few races, uh, small, enough ones, you know, sixty k, eighty k, nothing major, you know. But right. uh, but he was always a bit ahead of me, which was driving me on to catch up, almost, you know, which I like because yeah. what's a, you know, you'll hold yourself up otherwise in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I get what you what you mean by that. It is good. But what which of the three would you say you found the most difficult to break into, or did you find? And of I, don't I
0: don't know, know running can be tough. Yeah. In the, in the- so the hardest was the swimming by really? far. Wow. Yeah, because what I found with um, with triathlon is a lot of people who are doing the sport are also kind of new to the sport, and and maybe they've been runners or cyclists, but most of them haven't been swimmers. Okay. And the thing is about swimming is it's so technique oriented, you know, like your where your head is and where your body is and where your arms and legs are doing it's it's much more uh, a Like almost like a skill like something that you really need to like instead of like being like in some ways like fitter it's more or less like having a good feel of the water and your technique is really key to you know how comfortable you're gonna be like in open water and so I've always been really comfortable with water. Like I, you know, I know, I know was never a pool swimmer, but I, you know, I knew I could like save myself if I fell in like deep water or something. And I, I'm okay being in the ocean and things like that. But I was never, I don't, I never had like the conditioning to swim really long distances. And I, and I didn't grow up like on a swim team, which is, you know, a lot of kids around here, you know, that, that's like a sport they do when they're younger. So I didn't, I didn't do that. And, um, So for me, like, just, I guess, getting the confidence and um, the training in to be able to swim that distance was really crucial. And um, what I did was I knew that that was like something that I was very weak at. So I joined this, what we call like a master swim team, where it's like a, a swim team, but for older people. And so you're doing, like, pool workouts, and, um, again, like, the whole aspect of being with a group and kind of, everybody kind of, like, pushes each other to do better, um, or gives people moral support, like, that was, like, really, really key for me to get proficient at swimming, and, uh, it didn't take very long before I could, could swim, like, pretty long distances, but, like, at first, like, the initial few times that I did that was very challenging like you know you you get in the pool and like to swim like up and back in one lap is is really hard you know because you just haven't your body hasn't done it so um, yeah and even even now to this day like the swimming part of it is like for me as a professional like the one of the more challenging things parts of like the race because a lot of people who are super competitive have been swimmers in the past and maybe they've started cycling and running. And so, like, that's always something I'm trying to, like, get better at. And, But the thing is, is, like, uh, with swimming is, like, the more, um, as, if you stick with it, like, you know, you can you can really make a lot of improvements. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's kind of a neat process, too. Like, it's, you know, you might find that you can't even swim one le- length of the pool when you first start. But then, you know, if you just keep trying.
2: Yeah.
0: Eventually, you can do, like, a lot of different, you know, different distances. So...
1: It makes sense what you're saying, actually. There, I never thought of it that way. That it is a very streamlined technique, isn't it, for the swimming, especially yes. for speed? Because running is, I know, like starting off running, there's basics that everyone picks up. But the, you know, most people can just get out and jog, just without yeah. any showing them. You know, right? Or you yeah. can get on a bike and pedal, like we all know to do that. And um, but swimming, it is technique, isn't it? And it's yes. uh, it's 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 what way everything the way you do everything with it how you hold your breath how you get under mm-hmm. the water how which way you, you throw your arms over yep. and it makes sense that you'd say it is the most difficult to get especially in the competitive mode to get going right. that fast so that doesn't yeah
0: like to swim well and like yeah um to to like be efficient when you're in the water too like you know you don't want to be like you know, holding yourself back more. You want to be very like efficient when you're when you're swimming, so you don't have to use as much energy. And yeah, yeah. It's, it is,
2: yeah, it's
0: truly amazing. Like I, I mean, I've been doing, I've been swimming for like, you know, at least ten, like comp- trying to be competitive and for ten years, like trying to get myself faster.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I'm still not even close to like some of what the top swimmers are <laughs> swimming. You know, it's
2: yeah, that's but, a talk-
0: it is neat to see like over time, like your progression, you know, like you just, it's one of those things where you just kind of keep, you have to keep at it and you have to constantly think about like, what can I improve here? Like every time you get in the pool, you know, like maybe like, Hey, I'm going to um, really work on my, like one thing in triathlon that's really important is to be able to breathe like both sides. Yes. um, The water. So like, you know, when you're swimming, you want to be able to breathe one side and then the other at certain times. And so I've, like, I've worked on that a lot, and, like, that isn't even a problem anymore, so, like, I yeah. can do that, and, um, yeah, I mean, there's just things over time that you, you can focus on, and, and then, like, it's really important, at least for me, to have somebody, like, look at you, like, while you're swimming, because you could be swimming and think, like, oh, I look great, but then somebody else who's, like, um, like a swim coach would say, hey, you know, your your arm is going way too low, you know, yeah. or... Your legs are dragging or something, you know, like... That's
1: the thing. You can't see yourself doing these things, you know. And, yeah. Course, it's always good to have that other side point. Uh, one thing I did think was, was quite good uh, on your website, mm-hmm. I was reading a few of your blogs you put up, and I thought it was good that um, we could talk about, you, you put up some of the setbacks you kind of had as well. And oh, yeah, um, yeah. I know, like, setbacks, you know, you, when you come to, like, likes of Instagram, you, you follow... Um, Fitness enthusiasts, or athletes, and you yeah, see yeah. the Instagram photo of them finishing the race. You know, or uh, the professional photo of them, you know, standing tall or doing the last kilometer. And um, but it's it can, I think it can be disheartening. Hidden behind that is all the sacrifice and the struggle of getting there, and all the races that didn't go your way, or you know, all the setbacks with injuries and. And I thought it was nice, you know, to put it out there as well because I think people can relate to that, you know. Uh, I like to talk to people who are literally going from the couch to trying to do something, you know. Sure, sure. The first thing I know, like, even starting to jog, you know, your calf muscles are, you know, I, I really related to, you know, being on the bike and if, when you're saying about your, your glutes tiring early. or Yeah, yeah. <laughs> day and, for sure,
2: yeah.
1: Can you talk about some of them setbacks you did come across that were probably, you know, tough at the time, but it was, you know, you overcame them.
0: Right. Yeah, so I think it's interesting, and and I'm not sure whether it's, like, you know, I'm getting older now, so, like, I'm 43, and I've been doing this for 10 years, and, like, the first few years that I did this has actually went pretty smoothly, you know, I didn't really have too many problems, but um, last year, I... I had some different issues that came up during my races, and I, uh, you know, it's just baffling sometimes. You train so hard, and you think that you're ready, and then sometimes during the race, something happens, and, and it's just like, well, what am I going to do about this, you know? um, Yeah, so I think some of the biggest things that I've had, I, I, I'm actually pretty, like, I mean, it's good that I haven't had too many injuries. I've had some bike accidents, you know, like a couple of crashes that have you know, not been great because I broke my collarbone one year and, uh, luckily it was kind of minor. So it, you know, like it, it's now fully functional again, but some people deal with like, you know, different things that happen when they're, you know, just from an injury standpoint. But for me, like, it's always been kind of, uh, I haven't had too many like real bad injuries. It's just like things that happened to me. Like, um, in 2014, I was doing this race and I I was doing really well. I had had like a good swim and I was riding the bike and uh, I got to like almost the end of this really long bike ride, you know, cause the bike ride's pretty long. And, um, all of a sudden my stomach just started hurting really bad and, uh, I had no idea why it was doing that, you know, yeah. like whether it was something that I ate, because when you're, when you're going on, when you're racing for that long, you have to like replace calories, you have to take in nutrition and I didn't know whether I had something that disagreed with my stomach, like, and it was, like, I just felt like I knew, like, at one point, I was, like, four miles from the finish of the bike ride to start running, mm-hmm. and I knew, like, at some point, like, I was going to either have to get off that bike and, like, try to, like, stretch out my stomach or something, but, like, um, but I just, I was, like, no, I'm going to keep, you know, I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to get done, I'm just going to get back good, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, um, I made it to the end of the bike ride, but I knew like something was wrong with my stomach and I started the run part of the race and it was just so much pain. I could feel like, um, like my, my heart was beating like faster than it should, because when you're racing you kind of like keep tabs on like your physical, like things yeah. that are happening to your body. And so, um, I thought maybe like I was having like like something was wrong with my heart or something, so I stopped and like I kind of like decided I was going to see what like what happened if I just stopped and like rest for a little while, um, even though I knew like my race if I stopped like I wasn't going to yeah. be per- competitive and um and and like so it kind of didn't go away very quickly and I think what what I what I learned from that was I think that like my my diaphragm which is like underneath your lungs if it gets stressed out it can actually cramp. And what I was having was, like, a diaphragm cramp.
1: <laughs> no way, really. Yeah,
0: and I've, I've had that in one other race, and um, I'm not sure what, what, what causes it. Like, I still don't really know, but, like, the thing is, is, like, you know, you... Like, for me, it's, like, well, if one race was really bad, like, that can't... You know, that doesn't derail my goals, like, you know, so I... You know, the next race, I kind of made sure to, like, either maybe, like, space out what I was eating more evenly and not, like, you know, eat a yeah. whole bunch of all at all once and, like, cause my stomach to do something strange.
1: Was um, that's frustrating, especially, like, when you said it was your stomach and you couldn't tell what that cause was and, you know, when you're reaching for the goal as well. Like, but it's, it's, yeah. it, is, it, is, it is, like, I read a few of your stories and the, the burrito and, and things like that, you know, for
0: <laughs> um, <but>, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, so, yeah, things... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, um, one of the races I went to this year, um, I actually I went down to like southern part of the U.S. for this race. It was a pretty big race to start my season. And I was driving this rental car, and, and I I ran over this guy that was in the road, and I couldn't drive the car. And, you know, these there's a lot of things that happen that could really – especially in sport because, you know, can happen during a race, you know, and, and like you've put a lot of time and effort into something. And the thing is, though, is like, there's always a the next day, right? So you can look at it two ways, you know, it's like either I'm just going to give up like, hey, this race went terrible, this race went terrible. And like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to give up like there's one way to think about it. And then there's another way to think about it. Well, like, hey, what did I learn from this? And then what am I going to do differently next time? And, like, there's always going to be a next time.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. If you want to, you know? So um, that's the way I've kind of thought about it. And I always think, like, it's in some races, like, I could always do better, right? Like, there's always something that doesn't go perfectly. There's no race that's, like, perfect. There's always something that you can learn so you can try to do better the next time.
2: Well,
1: um, or yeah.
0: Yeah. And that goes for, like, you know, running a marathon to doing like a century ride or you know a long swim or something um yeah i think like i think what what most people don't realize is like if, if you give up then you never know what's gonna you never know what your potential is you know like yeah
1: it's true because i was gonna like combining with what you said about going back to the law firm and, and these setbacks as well like i had a bit of a setback this year i was training for well, it would have been a kind of, like, I'm relatively new to uh, cycling even the last couple of years, and it was just when I could get out. There's a race called the Ring of Kerry in Ireland, and um, okay. it's, uh, it's I think it's 180 kilometers, um, okay. uh, but it's the hills of Kerry, so it can be tough on us. Sure. You know? um, so I was aiming for that this year, this July it was starting, and uh, no one would do it with me because they are all busy that weekend, so I said, look, I'm going to do it myself anyway, so I was cycling up by myself doing it. The week before the Ring of Kerry, I cycled to, I got into my head, I was cycling everywhere now, and uh, I was cycling to my auntie's 40th, which is in another county, and it was only 80 kilometres away. I was going to go there, drink non alcoholic beer, get up the next day, cycle back. <laughs> I went and I picked up a bag of clothes I had left in my workplace a kilometre away from where I was stopping, and the bag cotton and spoke, and I went head over heel and uh, oh no I, my bike I remember I, I went over the bike the bike hit and uh, I knew something was wrong and what happened was I shattered my collarbone oh. and, and I was in for surgery the next day getting it plated up and then um, I had to really kind of sit at home then and I guess all my my strength went my fitness went uh, I had to watch these people taking off on the start line on Facebook you know and uh, I was kind of, you know, sitting there, and but really what I was doing, I was just getting out and walking, just concentrating on moving, and I was trying to flip it in terms of like I can start from scratch now and build a good base and uh, start running and start getting the diet right, and I put a lot of work on the podcast while I was sitting at home as well, get it up on all the forums and get an online presence with it, and that's not that long ago, that, was, that happened the 30th of June, so 1st of July, yeah. surgery, so it's not that long, but since then... I have been doing things a lot the right way and I've, yeah. been, I've been talking to the right guys on it but even like you say um, I have figured out a few things that are more important than like you said work can take it out of you a good bit and so I, I sit at a, an office desk um, and I, what I was doing was going to the gym every day and making sure on my lunch break and all and, uh, but now I'm kind of in, in a way where I'm, I'm running a lot more I'm kind of doing a few different sports. So the hill run, yeah. the cycling, the weights. The, the, you know, trying to get in the swim as well. All minor scale, but um, I think it is. That's why it's so nice to see, you know, people like yourself who are professional athletes have the setbacks up there because, uh, for people like me at home, you know, who are trying to do their 10ks or their 15ks,
0: yeah,
1: and have them setbacks. You know, you can see where even the professionals have it. It's not all the the glory either, you know, yes. on whatever stage it's on. So that's mm-hmm. why I thought, you know, it was particularly nice seeing that on on your web page as well, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: You don't see that I, that much. You like
0: people, yeah, people think that um, it's all just like a very linear kind of a thing and yeah. you know, you're, you're just progressing however you want and like, hey, everything's going great and I, you know, go to these races and that's fantastic. But like, like last year I had so many things happen to me that were <laughs> – Not so great, and, um, you know, I, I I still try to, even if, you know, even if the race itself doesn't go well, I try to think like, well, hey, I learned, this is what I learned this year, and, you know, I got to go to these fantastic places, you know, like some of the races that they have around the U.S. are at these really cool places where people, you know, you can go and see different parts of the country, or, you know, experience another part, you know, a city or something, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it's a matter of perspective, right? Like, and, um, I don't think, I think, like, I think, yeah, most people, they'll they'll see Instagram or maybe what people post online and think, like, oh, this person has had it all rosy and everything's gone great, but almost every, you know, every top athlete has had some sort of major setback at some point, and, um... They're really good lessons, I think, for anybody, you know, whether you're that's,
1: young or older, you know. Yeah, and that's um, what I took from it as well. I, I, you know, I took it as it doesn't have to be, you know, you're, like, you know when you see your fitness level dropping and you see the weight coming back on and you can, it can be very easy to get stuck in the muddle and say, just stay on the couch then and say, well, I tried yeah. a while ago. And then and then your, your crutch then is saying, I got the injury, you know, so I couldn't yes. do it. And people don't ask too many questions then, you know, where, um... You know, I think, like you said, everyone struggles through these things and they go mm-hmm. through it, and it's all a part of the progress. You know, I think that even though this happened this year, which could be a big setback, like I've made some huge leaps. Like, I don't think I was able to run, like, four or five kilometers without stopping at the start of the year. And, like, we did a 13K hill run on Saturday. And, you know, yeah. uh, you know, it's no problem going out and doing a 10K now, even though it's not that much. I'd like to do a half marathon next year, you know. And, and you know, even even though that happened this year, yeah. better at the end of the year you know well, and I think it's nice to see you know that being shared online as well you know not so hidden um, yeah definitely that's
0: question yeah,
2: much-
1: oh. go there, ahead uh, regarding the progress as well though I know like when you're saying you're competing 10 years ago and um, then the latest surge in technology and all that has brought like you know the fitness bands and the wristwatches yes. not, which you might have uh, probably didn't have 10 years ago right I mean, I wanted to get your, your opinion on it. See, they've been around... I'm relatively new to the run and all that, so they've been around for me, where I could have just said the last couple of years, okay, I went out and got one. And I do have one, and right. it helps me. But I'd like to get a perspective of someone who didn't have it, who has experience with having it, and yes. has it helped, or is it good for, you know, what you think from both sides? With you know,
0: I think there's good things and bad things about the technology, honestly, because... Um, from a good perspective, you can track your your progress a little bit more because like for example um, you know I use I use a garmin when I run and it'll track my pace and how much it'll you know and if you have like um, like Strava or something or like training peaks we use training peaks here in the US a lot um,
2: I feel like Strava. The, yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. Uh, which is I, I really like Strava. I think it's a really nice tool because you can see like oh I you know I, I did this many miles this year. It'll track like your your how much you've done and like you know um, you can kind of keep track from your year or even like season to season like what you're, how much time you're putting into the sport. Um, and I think like that side of it is really good. I also use a, a power meter on my bike so I can like see like when I'm actually in better fitness, like, um, I can put out more power on my bike. Um, and then I also use a heart rate monitor, which is a, like kind of one of those things that's been around for a while, yeah. but, you know, like you really kind of have to know how to use it. Cause I think like some people just like, they're like, Oh, you know, my heart rate's this and they might not understand the data. So I have like with my coach, um, she's very in tune to like how to use those parameters to like, you know, carve out my training and figure out like you know if I'm making progress or not um but there's also I think like from that side it's really good yeah you know because you can kind of see your progress but at the same time like it can also be hard on people because say you're just having a bad day you know hey you didn't get as much sleep one night or another or you didn't eat well or something and then your numbers are off the next day and you could you could feel bad about that and and like I've gone through days where you know I look at the numbers that I'm you know, when I'm, when I'm training, I'm like, oh, I'm just, my legs aren't feeling it today, and I'm not hitting the same power numbers, so, you know, you kind of get, like, kind of feel bad about it, um, so there's other things you can do, like, if you happen to, like, kind of, you have to be very self-aware, so, like, if you're training, and you know, like, oh, this, today, I, like, I just, I'm feeling off today, you know, whatever it is, you can, like, you know, put some, like, scotch tape or, like, masking tape over the, the part of the garment that's showing your readouts and just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to try to have fun on this ride instead of, like, maybe trying to, like, hit the same power numbers, that, you know, you normally hit. Um, so that's kind of, like, one of those things where you have to be really self-aware not to go down, like, a, a bad path and start thinking, thinking bad about yourself if you're, you know, you're using the data, you know, it can be kind of detrimental in that way. Um, so, like, yeah, when I first started, I i i wasn't using anything (laughs) i didn't even have a like a watch that would track my distance or anything i just would i i mean i i would have like a watch to see how much time i was spending doing things but i wouldn't i wasn't um i wasn't using like a garmin or anything so um and i thought you know in, in some ways like i had more a little bit more fun doing that like you're just kind of like, hey, I'm going to go out for, like, you know, a three-hour ride and, you know, see what, you know, It's you're not, like, you know, pressed for, like, how fast you're going or, you yeah. know, you're just thinking, like, hey, you know, I'm just going to, you know, go out and ride. And so in some ways, I think that that could be more fun. So, like, in, if some people are using the, the data too much, maybe it's time to, like, just put that some of that aside and um, yeah. go out and have a fun day, you know, where you're not using that stuff. Yeah,
1: that's um, about it a yeah. bit, can't you? well like you can you can go down the line of obsessing about it i guess which isn't good because like like i i think they're positive for the same reason you're saying yeah they help track your progress um yeah but on the other side of it then i am a culprit for glancing glance at my watch every couple of minutes when i'm doing a run you know yeah. checking my heart rate and uh you know because i know i, I want to push myself to a certain point you know and um so I am a that yeah, as yeah, well, and as well I talked about it. I was talking to a ski athlete there on Saturday, and we were talking about because everything's social now, like the Strava. People yeah, not like yeah. not want yeah. to put up their three k run besides the twenty five k run. Someone did earlier on that day, you know. Yeah. So I guess that is you know that's one side of it as well. Uh, in in overall view, I think they are good. I think that like um, it's good to you know if you're a personal trainer and you want to get someone out and get them going it's good to like you said you're a coach check where your heart rate is or where their heart rate is and how much is a realistic goal and what point of time but i can definitely see what you mean of just enjoying the activity as well rather than worrying about the numbers all the time coming up it's very true
0: yeah especially since um now that i'm racing as in the professional field like i I've, I've gotten very like self-conscious about like how much power I'm generating versus some of the other people, and you know how fast I'm running versus how fast they can run, and um, in some ways you kind of have to you have to be really like you have to kind of look inward and say, well, what what am I really trying to get out of this? You know, am I am I trying to get fitter, or am I trying to get faster, or um, do I just want to have fun? You know, and um, now that like I've tried to like step up and really compete at a very high level, like I've kind of, it's it's hard. I have to constantly say to myself, you know, hey, these are my numbers. This is the best that I can do right now. You know, I'm going to keep trying. But I, you know, in some ways, you can't compare yourself to say like somebody who's winning like the world championship races because yeah. it's just a different person, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, and only you gone through, Only you have your genetics and have gone through your journey. Like, you know, that's why but, you know. Even that's what I'm saying. In hindsight. Of what happened this year i'm still better than i was last year and i'm gonna yeah. you know hopefully aim for that again next year you know but um right
2: actually,
1: one, one thing actually well actually the initial reason that we got in contact was actually from uh because i was seeking a vegan athlete to speak yeah to. yeah and uh, a very fair play pleasure for putting your hand up as well and and uh but it's, it seems to be a hot topic at the moment and especially because of this i think it's probably initially is this this game changers documentary came up recently i don't know if you've yep. seen that on a That's netflix <laughs> and um, and i think it sparked a lot of every time i go into youtube now there's something about it you know and joe rogan's talking about it and then there's these other all these influencers getting online and giving opposing viewpoints on it and some people love it some people don't like it
2: right. and i wanted
1: to get uh i so i put up a few weeks ago a friend of mine actually said to me um that he's doing his meatless Mondays. And I was, what's that? And he goes, you know, see the Game Changers or something like that. So I did look at it a few, uh, about a month ago. I watched it and I was kind of blown away by it. And uh, what I said was that because I had the form, the platform kind of, you know, and I said that I've been doing intermittent fasting because like that I'd seen it and wanted to try it and wanted to post my results. And I got okay. great results out of that. Um, and I'm still doing that. And then I said that I put up that I wanted do a plant-based diet, and I'll post my results in a while. I'm still doing it. I'm for three weeks into it. Um, and I wanted, okay. to get, I wanted to get a vegan athlete because I find I'm going for runs, and I'm not sure what to be eating to f- fuel up. It's like a, you wouldn't think it's such a big change, but it is really, you know. And uh, I'm not yeah. sure what to, what to be buying, what to eat pre-workouts and right, things right. like that. Maybe you can run through how you became a vegan. Yeah. Uh, how, how you feel as an athlete as yeah a-
0: so yeah so I grew up not vegan or vegetarian or anything and I, and it's really funny too because I I had a, a couple friends when I was younger who were vegetarian but I thought oh like I could never do that like that was the initial thought in my head like I could never do that right yeah and um you know when you're younger you're kind of a you kind of you know you kind of a slave to whatever your parents are giving you or people who are, you know, in your family or whatever. And so when I graduated from college, I decided, like, I had this roommate that I was living with who was vegan, and I I'd never even met, like, a vegan person before. And I said, wow, that's, that's really, that's really crazy. Like, I don't, like, how do you do that, you know? And then she kind of taught me, this, this is how you cook, and this is what you eat. And I wasn't really... I'm thinking about it from an athletic perspective. I just thought about it from a, like a, like an ethics standpoint. And I've always, I've always been an animal person. Like I've always loved animals. Like I just, like for me originally, it was definitely an ethical thing with animals. Like I really had to come to like a really hard conclusion that if I loved animals, like I really shouldn't be eating them because what it is essentially is you're paying somebody to like, you know, keep an animal in a cage just so it can be killed for food. And I, I I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't like, that was just something I could not spend money on like anymore is keeping animals in cages. And, you know, and now like the way modern farming has, has gone, has gone like so much down like the wrong path. And they're, you know, at the animal's expense, basically keeping them in smaller and smaller cages. Like their quality of life is pretty bad. At least, you know, in the U S you know, we get a lot of, like I'm very aware of how a lot of the farm animals are raised and it's, it's just become so bad. And, um, even like, you know, 10 years ago when I was looking into this, actually when I was just looking into becoming a vegetarian, this was, that was like 20 years ago and there weren't many substitutes either, but, um, at the time, like, I just knew that that's something that I should do from, like, an ethical standpoint. And it didn't really matter to me, like, you know, I was a lot younger. I was in my 20s. And, like, you know, when you're in your 20s, you don't really think not much about nutrition. Yeah. But I just said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And my roommate showed me how to cook tofu and some other things. And, like, I'm like, hey, this is what I'm going to do, right? And so I was at that point, like, I gave up meat in, like, a day. Um, and, you know, it was kind of hard because I think the people, the people who are closest to me, like my, f- my family, like they, they kind of, like, I remember my mom saying like, you're going to die. And, <laughs> you know, like I said, well, I guess, you know, there's like, you know, there's so many people who live in India that are vegetarian and they're perfectly fine. you
2: know
0: <laughs> uh, I didn't believe that. So, um, I kind of just embarked on my own journey with that um and I you know maybe maybe I didn't eat the right things necessarily back then like when I first started out but I started like really embracing like some other cultural foods like for example um I got uh exposed to like Indian food and like Chinese food and like Thai food which is if you look at the basics of those different kinds of foods like they're Um, basically like there there can be like vegetarian because they have like they use nuts and like beans and seeds and things like that so I really uh, but I definitely like I I definitely was very much into that like I've never backed away from it I've never backed away from being vegetarian like there was never a point where I was like I'm gonna go back and eat meat um so I was very committed to that like initially and uh, there was nothing that I came across ever where I felt like I was deprived or, um, like, I wasn't getting the right nutrition that I was that I needed. Um, and um, when I was in law school, I um, met this other person who said they were a vegan. And I thought, okay, all right. And she was telling me, like, well, you should become vegan, too, if you if you really care about animals, you should be vegan. I'm like, well, oh my god, that sounds so extreme. Like, how would I do that? You know? And she's like, well, you know, the egg industry and the dairy industry are equally as bad as, you know, the meat industry because there's so many things that are intertwined. Like, um, with dairy, you know, like, in this country, that's where a lot of the veal products come from, is from, like, the dairy industry. There's, like, this, you know, uh, subset of cows that are basically raised to be dairy cows and the, the, the boy cows that are born aren't, they can't produce milk. So they just turn them into, into veal calves. And so like, I thought, you know, yeah, that's like, that's only like a small part of the information I got. But then I was thinking like, yeah, that's, that's pretty bad in my mind. Like I can't support that either. (laughs) And so I, I started to really like question, like, how am I going to live my life if I was a vegan? Like, what would I have to do? And so, um, you know, I I definitely, like, I said, okay, I'm going to do this, and then, like, you know, there were times when I was, like, at a friend's house or something, and the only thing I could have would be, like, you know, soup that had cream in it or something, and so, like, there were times in the, when I was, I was dealing with, like, this process of slowly trying to figure out how I could take the dairy out of my diet, because that yeah. was, like, the biggest thing, yeah. and so, um, yeah, it took me, like, a year, but um, I was very committed to it, and, you it was hard. Like I was, you know, like in this country, there's so many things with dairy or cheese or butter or something in them. So it was definitely, it's a learning process, right? It might not necessarily be like, Hey, um, my willpower isn't good enough or something. It's just a matter of like, how, what can I eat? That's a substitute for this that, you know, like won't make me look like I'm just eating a salad, (laughs) you know? And so like over time, like in that year, like you kind of like figure out, you find your way and, now I can say, like, there's there's no way I would, I would ever eat those things again. Like, I don't even think of them as food. Um, and, yeah, like, over the last, like, five years or so, like, in this country, there's so many more options. Like, it, the market has been flooded with, like, these, like, alternative foods. And there's almost no way around it now, right? Like, so when you go to the dairy or, or go to the store and look for, like, milk, right next to it is, like, almond milk or soy milk or... And, and, like, I'm hoping they have that in Ireland,
2: too. <laughs> you know
1: what? Funny enough you say that, because um, Ireland's a little bit behind with that kind of thing. And yeah. It's only, it's only recently that, um, well, I was like talking to about this yesterday, um, even the likes of fairy and, and veg and stuff like that, like, we haven't seen some of, you know, like, peanut butter wasn't a thing here five years ago. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, we'd always listen to the American TV and, like, what's that? You know, and, uh, you know, like, we, we recently, our, our newest thing is, um what do you call them, the avocados, uh, that only, it's only like two years here, and everyone's loving it, liking them, but like like that as well, I, that's what I found, when I was saying, I'm going to do it, I, I'm going to do a plant-based, like a vegan, uh right. Right and um, I found, I went to Aldi's right beside us, so I went there,
2: and there's yeah, very yeah.
1: little on the shelf, and I had to go to Tesco, with another store, and I got a few more bits there, and I had to kind of say, well what am I going to put together, you know, and then I read a lot about, you know burritos and making that kind of thing and lentils and i was trying to make sure i stayed away from meat substitutes as well so that could right. be fruit and veg and then like the likes of beans and all which are also plant-based so right. uh, that's what i just stuck on that you know right right, uh, right. so like that was tough because uh, yeah like that you had to really even in like this like likes a test guy really had to go looking to find what was vegan and uh, yeah. because i think the majority like ireland's such a a farming country as well you know and they're they're prided for their dairy and it's a certain mm-hmm. color because of the rain and all this kind of thing and i think yeah, really? it was raised on it you know so it's it's like but my my mother was up yesterday and she was visiting and uh, i made her you know like a coffee you make a machine you fill up the milk and you put it in the, i had the almond milk and i yeah it and it was the first time i had uh he was just having black coffee for the last while that was that was partly to do with the fasting as well so i wasn't breaking the fast but yeah. uh, the almond that was lovely then. It's like wow, that's like like a hint of vanilla off that, you know. It's like you know, sure. of it, you know. But um, I do I do think that that's a little bit of a struggle. But I think we're starting to change this model because recently there's a few billboards around, yeah. and uh, I've I've noticed this in the last few weeks. That recently, right. and uh, they're really pushing the the vegan diets. And uh, I think it's it's about to blow up a lot more. And I think there's going to be I was talking to a guy from France the other day, and uh, he was saying that. You know, France are a little bit behind as well, but I think they're a little bit ahead of Ireland yeah. and the UK. Um, okay. I think America is ahead of us again, you know, to have the, the, the yeah. whole food shops and all this kind of thing. So right. I think it is getting there, you yeah. know, alternatives and the... Fr- and, like, like who's going to deny that eating more fruit and veg is going to be bad for you, you know? Like, that. that's... We're always told that, you know? But, um, I you know, it's hard as well to argue with the moral standpoint because, you know, there's no arguing with that, I don't think. You know, it's... it. it like, a lot of people know it's there and push it pushes to the back of their mind. Right. And, um. You know, people don't think about it then for a while. Then now and again you see this horrific video that circulates and just reminds you of what's right. going on there, you know. And I think people don't want to look at it, you know. Uh, you know, I think it's it's a similar thing to almost faith in a way that, like, you know, you don't want to look quiet or, or, or dig into it too much because you know, You know, you're going to have to change if you do it too much, you know. And I think that's why it is.
0: Exactly. Like, I was kind of like that too. I kind of like, well, do I want to see this? And But I said, yeah, like, if this is what's happening, like, I have to see it. Because how can you, like, for me, like, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like in some ways, like, I'm kind of a person that if, if I see something like that's not good or it's not happening the right way, I'm kind of somebody that takes action on that yeah and so like to me like i feel like this is a way like every day every day for three times a day or however many meals you have you can say i don't support animal cruelty you know because people like oh i don't like animal cruelty like you know oh that's such a shame this dog was treated that way but what about all these cows and pigs and chickens you know like every day they're it's just like it's it's an idea
1: as well that you you know, what you believe, Yeah, you have to act out what you believe in a lot of ways. You know, it's one thing yeah. saying something because it is a belief system as well, you know, that, that line of way of going, you know, and, you know, if that's why I think the train thought and the truth part is the big thing because there's no point in hiding
2: mm-hmm.
1: the, the, the likes of what's going on really, you know, you yeah, have okay. to just, you, you have to be presented with these things and you have to make it, you know, an educated decision, like what are you going to do? Right. I think it's interesting that it does come down to To morals as well as like a lot of people say, I haven't yet felt a boost in energy from from it yet. But I'm only doing it a couple of weeks, and I was told that it might take a little bit longer for that. Um, But I already am finding a boost in energy in my fast, and so maybe maybe because I'm doing them both at the same time, it's hard to determine what's giving me that boost. Right. But um, I do find that like like we were saying with the the lack of selection here i'm finding it tough to know what the, like the last two weeks on the saturday i've gone out to do the run and i felt less fueled and i'm kind of thinking well, what did i eat last night well i kind of had a few beans and i, I like i don't know like maybe uh, that's why i wanted to ask you as a okay. as a pro athlete what is a good you know what do you find like is a good vegan snacks for while you're on the on yeah. and and also would you have beforehand? You know, can right. you do some of the stuff that you know you yeah. do as an athlete?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, so I can definitely say for myself, like I'm a more carb-based athlete. Like, you know, there's a lot of people who are like they're say, oh, you know, carbs are a bad thing. But like for me, and like for my body, like I have to have carbs. Because it's like the fueling—it's the fueling—it's the energy for your workout, right? And it's like also—it's also a big part of like how your your brain works and things like that. I mean, that's not to say that you should like cut out all fats, um, but like I can definitely say like like you know majority of what I eat is like a carb-based food, and especially when I'm training hard and long hours, like I my diet almost goes like goes like so much more towards the carbs than um, other things just to keep myself fueled and I do have like you know I can say like I eat a lot of carbs and like I don't I don't gain weight like when I'm training like I typically even if I eat a lot of protein like I typically don't build a lot of muscle either like my my physiology is such that like I'm not like there's no way I'm ever going to be like a big gigantic bodybuilder so um so yeah so I keep tabs like pretty pretty good tabs on like my energy levels like day to day and you know it depends on what I'm doing at the same time but um yeah so like breakfast I usually have like you know like a lot of grains like I'll have like granola with like soy milk or um you know something really starchy you know like it doesn't have to be starchy but like typically something that has like more carbs in it than like some people like you know like oh I have fruit for the morning well Fruit is good, but it's, like, it's not going to give you that energy you need, like, for, like, whatever, you know, if you're, even if you're at work, like, you know, you can burn through, like, fruit calories pretty quickly. So, like, having a smoothie is great, but have have something else with protein in it, too. So, like, to me, for me, like, you know, I'll have, like, um, like, granola has protein in it, and, and like, I'll, I'll put, like, soy milk in things. And, like, that has that has protein in it, like, more than what maybe almond milk has, too. Um, but, like, yeah, like, so you want to get yourself started off with, like, a good breakfast. And a lot of people, I find, don't even eat breakfast, which is beyond, like, reason with me. <laughs> like, you know, like, I always eat breakfast, like, no matter what. Um, and, like, usually it's, like, pretty carb-heavy, but I make sure, like, there's, like, certain amounts of protein in it as well. Um, and, like, so... Like, and I'm, I'm also, like, a big, like, nut person, too. So, if something, you know, like, they have in the morning might have nuts in it, too. Like, that's even better. Because um, it's giving you, like, some omega fats and things like that. Um, so, then, like, after my workout, if I do a workout in the morning, I'll typically have, like, uh, if it's a hard workout, like, something that I've spent, like, you know, an hour, an hour and a half doing, depending upon, like, the intensity, I'll definitely have, like, some kind of recovery, Um usually like nutrient kind of base. So then that's when I'll have like a smoothie with like maybe some like protein powder in it. And, um, you know, there's so many different kinds now, but, but like the one that I use typically is the vegan one. Um, and I don't know if they have that in Ireland, but it's, uh, it's, it's basically like just it's all plants, and it's a uh, you know it's it comes in a powder, and you can add it to like as you know in varying quantities to like whatever smoothie you make. So then I'll have you know I'll have like just a fruit smoothie with some of that in it, and uh, that that gives you like a little bit of calories and protein, like to you know if you've really worked yourself pretty hard to like help you recover. Um, and I typically do like two workouts or three workouts a day, so it sets you up for your next workout. Okay. um yeah so then like you know in between I might have like lunch which might be like uh you know I don't go crazy with lunch but like um I'll have like a sandwich like whole wheat bread with like um you know sometimes I'll have like a, uh, like hummus with like some like hemp seeds in there tomato lettuce um but like sometimes I make something big on the weekend or like I I'm really a big fan of like um like barley and quinoa or like some kind of grain that has like a big protein content in it. And then like I'll mix beans with it and like vegetables and like you can, you can make a big pot of that and have it for like lunches during the week. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't go crazy with the cooking. Like I just, I kind of know like over time you kind of figure out what fuels you best. And like, I do like, I know you were saying you're trying to stay away from like the, the imitation or like, you know, Um, meat substitute products and like that's a good thing to do too because a lot of those products are more processed you know like they're they've been like the food has been like somewhat like broken down and um you know the nutrients added to or taken away or something so like but in a pinch if you're really hungry or if you're trying to adopt like a plant-based diet and hey you know you really want to have like a sausage or something then that substitute product yes. would be like great for that purpose, right? Um so I don't I don't tell people, hey, don't eat those. Like yeah if you like it and you know, you feel like you're getting like protein from it, like, you know, that's perfectly fine in my book.
1: What would you say to um, people's argument that you're not getting your vitamins in certain like I've yeah. heard someone bring me I said, Are you doing that vegan diet? I said, Yeah and I said, um, what about B12 and what about your iron levels and all that? And I said, well, I, I don't know, you know, <laughs> So what, yeah. what, what would you, what would you say? Like okay. obviously you you're continuing doing your workouts. So it hasn't obviously, you're not obviously deficient in anything. So what, what would you answer?
0: Yeah. So that's, that's a good question. So like, you know what, the thing is, is like, if you, and I've had some experience with like low iron in the past, like I can tell you what I've done for that. Um, so, like, even people who, who eat, like, you know, an omnivorous diet, like, if they eat everything, you actually can be deficient in certain things. And one of the things I think that people forget is, like, you could be vitamin D deficient if you're not getting enough, like, sunlight or your food that you eat isn't providing you those nutrients. So, what I tell everybody is if you're really concerned about it, go to your doctor and get, like, a panel, like, a vitamin panel done and you can see, like, what things that you have, like, even before, if you want to go plant-based, like, you can see what your vitamins are to begin with, so that when you start going plant-based, like, you can go later on and get the same thing done and see what your deficiencies are. So I know, like, um, even when I was, like, uh, an omnivore, like, when I was younger, I had low iron.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, that could be from anything, you know, the way your body absorbs iron to, hey, you know, maybe I wasn't eating enough food with iron in them. Um, and so what I did at that time was I supplemented my diet with these like iron tablets or something. Um, and I didn't really see that did, that did anything to, to me in terms of like my energy levels, but as I was training, um, maybe like five years ago and I was training for Iron Man, like I kind of had the same, I went to my doctor, I had the same like blood test done and I found like I had a lo- slightly low iron. It wasn't like I was anemic, but for an athlete, it should be higher. Yeah. Um, so then I started, like, I went to the, my health food store and I took like these, um, this like liquid iron, it's, um, something that's available now. That's like, it's supposed to be easily absorbed. Um, so I did that for some time and, um, I felt like maybe that helped a little bit. Um, you know, for women, it's better to have like your iron levels be consistent because, you know, if you're menstruating, then you're losing some iron, like through that.
1: Or just um, keep on top of it, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I think that that, like, especially iron levels are so individual, like, between, from person to person, because I know somebody else who does what I do, and she constantly has to battle, she's constantly battling low iron. Um, So I think it's, like, you know, a matter of, like, what your body's absorbing and how your body's using it and, you know, what you're eating at the same time. So I think, like, for anybody, they should just figure out what their baselines are as an individual at their current diet, whatever they're eating, and then maybe, like, make some changes based upon that, so, like, for me, um, I do know that, like, for a vegan, like, a vegan person, like, the only vitamin that I hear that you cannot get from any of the plants and, and, like, vegetables or any vegan food is vitamin B12, because, um, uh, like, in the wild, like, or a long time ago like in the you know Neolithic era or wherever like the food that people would eat like the things that would grow on the ground that you would eat them and they had like this bacteria on them that like would produce the B12 so so like now like because all of our food they is
1: grown
0: Yeah like you know it was all like in the wild and it wasn't in a crop like you know now the crops are all contained and everything like you're probably not getting B12 if you're a vegan so that's the only one I've heard nutritionists say. Like, you know, you might want to consider supplementing B12. Um, but if you, if you know, if you eat like nuts and seeds, and uh, you know, lentils and, or not lentils, but beans and rice, and like you know, peanut butter, you know, different things. As long as you're getting a wide variety of foods, if you're a vegan, like you can get all the nutrients that you can, you know, that you would typically need. Um,
1: that's great, so, at least. Isn't it? Along with that now, I have a good few ideas for my next, fueling up my next run anyway. But uh, I wanted to ask you about this because this is something I've been doing and it's been working for me. Um, I have been doing the intermittent fasting and that's been doing it the last few months and um, I was considering it. Again, I come across a talk on YouTube, wondering if it's any good, hearing a few different athletes and doctors talk about it. Um, And I know you can can often get doctors who disagree, you know, and they can be very Oh, Yeah. Yeah, like, I, but I said that I might try it, like just why not, you know. Yeah. And then my friend who's in the army came over and uh, he's a kickboxer as well and he's going to go to this gig and I was going with him and he says, funny you're talking about that, I'm about to try that as well and I have the app downloaded." So straight away, I had been doing a run that day and this was shortly after I hurt my shoulder and my energy levels were down. I think my body was trying to heal that shoulder and everything was happening and my fitness was gone I went there to do a 3k run, I couldn't even complete that and then um,
2: yeah.
1: I started the fasting then on the Sunday night and I, I just felt really good straight away like hungry the first morning or the first two mornings and then um, because what I was doing was I was doing 18:6 so it was 18 hours fasting, 6 hours eating and then uh-huh. um, I heard that like that thousands of years ago this is how people live and that's what they call the caveman diet and your body has much more time to rest and all this kind of thing and a lot of stuff was making sense so I said I'd try it and see from an unbiased point of view really really worked with me and yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a scale that has your body fat percentage and your muscle mass and I was really wanted to see what would happen there and my muscle mass stayed high even though I wasn't working out as much in the gym and my body fat was dropping and my runs it's like I had way more energy and I was asking people why and they said well look after 12 hours, I was going for runs like 15 or 16 hours in, they were saying you burn from your fat stores, which is the most concentrated form of energy. So that made sense to me, you know. So then I was trying to see, you know, what, what's your experience with intermittent fasting? Or have you ever come across athletes who would do it?
0: So I don't have as much experience on that. Um, I do know, yes, yeah, so I've actually never tried that myself. But, like, um, I do know – I have a friend who's a vegan athlete, and he does that on occasion, I think, with some good success. Yeah. Um, and then I know a couple other people who do it more as, like a, um, like, a cleanse kind of a thing where they feel like they're getting rid of toxins in their body. And those people might not be athletes. They might be more, um, you know, people who just – want to try to cleanse their body yeah. they feel like maybe they're building up toxins in some way yeah. um that's a that's a really interesting area though it's something that i've kind of considered but because i know that like um my energy levels for my what i do training wise are so based upon like how much food that i've eaten and like i can tell like i get um if i don't at some points in my exercise regimen if i don't like, feel myself well, I can definitely tell, like, I'm just running on yeah. fumes or
1: that's, <laughs> something. That's the thing, nervous. you know, because it goes against what you're taught, like, because I, yeah. when I was doing a cycling, I was eating a lot of carbs the night before, you know, and and, and goes on the water and pasta and everything I could, you know. I haven't cycled as much with it, so I haven't actually tested that. I've only done it since the start of September, say, but my running has come on leaps and bounds. Okay. Well, Someone I, I spoke to recently said... They haven't tried it with exercise, but they tried it once or twice with cycling. They said it was tougher. Um, and maybe that's because, because I know cycling, you bring little snacks to keep the carbs high, to keep your energy there. Yeah. I'd like to test if I have the same results with doing that. And maybe that's why I struggled a bit with the, the vegan uh, uh, diet at the start, because with, with the fasting and the change, the dramatic change in the diet, I kind of got lost a little bit and that's where I'm at now they're trying to figure out now I did a big shop yesterday and I got a lot more stuff so I'm hoping this week's yeah, gonna yeah. be good but um, I, w- I didn't want to stop doing it because I started out as an experiment and I, I just kept doing it because I felt great and I've over 70 intermittent fasts on now and my friends are saying we're just gonna keep doing it you know and yeah. um, so I wanted to to keep that while doing the vegan diet yeah, yeah. Diet, and um to see, you know, if I was going up and up and uh, I haven't felt any worse. That's yeah. a fact. I, the My training has increased in intensity, so I'm a bit tired today, you know. Yeah. But apart from that, yeah, I'm still trying to chalk down where I'm getting the energy from and where this, that and the other comes from. Yeah. And funny, funny we were talking about, that's one side of it. The energy levels are one side of it, you know. And the other side as well, like you're saying from the moral standpoint, I had a, um, this, this form kind of takes the, this uh, this uh, podcast takes the form of kind of the training the the mental aspect and the spiritual side i had a discussion with my brother uh, on episode 12 and he was he wanted to come and give an atheist standpoint on things and kind of challenge my views that i have you know and like i obviously say that I appreciate life a lot more, especially in the last few years when I got more in touch with my kind of Christian side of my own values and just appreciating life. And even though, you know, like having the love for my kids or just trying to love Mondays and enjoy being alive while you can, you know, and enjoy running and having a physically fit body and all that. But, you know, yeah. when you in the moral standpoint of the vegan side of things, you know, it is hard to deny that. And also, I asked, the question you know as an 80s where do you get your morals from you know because I I think a standpoint of morals is kind of a higher power in that way and obviously you have a strong moral principle with your vegan side of stuff so where would you place yourself would you say that you believe in a higher power as well or where do you think your morals on, on that kind of originate
0: yeah so that's a good question because like I was raised Roman Catholic my my mom uh Her family was very, came from a Catholic family. And I, you know, I guess at some point I didn't, it's not like I didn't believe in some of the things that they thought, like how people should treat other people and things. I guess I just, to me, like, I found the outside world and nature to be a little bit more spiritual for me. Like things that you find in nature and like how and why that is, right? So like to me, like, I do think that there is something bigger than, uh, than what we can, we can describe like for our, in, like, you know, as, as a human, you know, as humans, we, we can't understand or describe what it is specifically, yeah. maybe that is God, right, mm. um, and like, that's okay, I don't, I don't have any problem with people, you know, like, what they believe is, you know, their own thing, I guess, but like, to me, like, it's really important to, uh, for me, like, as humans, like, we're kind of caretakers of the world, and I feel like the really awesome and interesting things in the world, like, really should be protected in some way, and, like, to me, like, they're, if they are, like, gifts from God, then, like, they're gifts, and we should, like, treasure them, and, you know, protect them, and, like, you know, so, and, like, we're not the only inhabitants of this planet, you know, there's thousands and thousands of different species of animals there's like you know trees and like you know nature is just incredible and so like for me like I'm also a really big like environmentalist and I um I see that also wrapped up in like um you know like the vegan part of how I live my life too because being vegan you're automatically like using like less resources um but going back to like the whole like spirituality thing of it. So like I'm I think for me I'm more like spiritual rather than religious. But um like I think like, you know, that it shouldn't you shouldn't like like to me, like I do think that like like sometimes people think that vegans like all all they care about is like animals. But like I also have like a big I like I also care about humanity and like, you know, things that happen around the world are all equally as you know, some of the bad things are equally as bad as how animals are treated, you know, and I don't think, like, people should be treated bad either, you know, it's yeah, kind of less,
1: one ideology kind of thing, it's it's yeah, like, the whole yeah. landscape of things.
0: Right, so, yeah, I think, like, yeah, that's interesting, like, I don't know, I guess I just think, like, um in some ways that we should really be careful, especially now, we should be really be careful with our natural world, because as the human population expands, like, What's going to happen is, you know, the the Earth won't be big enough for like to support all the all the life, right? And if we keep taking and taking and taking, like the further the next generations aren't going to have nearly what the kind of diversity and like like beautiful things to treasure with the Earth. So like I don't know, I'm I'm very like I don't um, yeah I like. I don't know if there's anything for that in religion necessarily like you know maybe maybe the Bible talks about that a little bit but um, yeah it's I true.
1: like I know in the last few years I had to um, I had to come back to and um, well I had a bit of an experience which made me question everything but I really had to realize that there was a separation between the church and the religious side of things and what the message was I had to actually go back to you know I, I asked my my nana you know and she's passed since but um you know could i get a bible and could she show me what it was and appoint me to a good one that was you know and i realized a lot of stuff that was said and that you know it was different than what the like ireland is catholic true and true yes i'd you
2: know?
1: yes. say i'm a christian not a catholic because i when i went to the source i i really got the morals and the ethic and i believed that even, you know, um, where Jesus was saying, you know, you don't have to go to Mass and all but they don't, you know, a lot of stuff is held, is held out. So when I dug into, then I wanted to know the evidence of this. I wanted to know where this come from, how realistic it is. And I really my whole belief system built from a Christian side of things, which, was, which is very similar along the lines of, you know, looking after other people and looking after yourself. And it's he adds the extra thing of even not holding a grudge on your enemy as well and then kind of them frontiers and i think that as well the vegan thing as well i think you know like you're saying you know we do have to look after e- ourselves uh, as a human race but also the animals and the plants and the life like you said you know because if we don't you know we, we're doing at the moment where we're destroying a lot of stuff you know and it's great i i do often see you know i think it's great where um, see these new technologies for cleaning the the sea and, and they're, they're uh-huh. coming with great ideas and at least there are people out there that are putting that the good use and it's great to see as well you know and yeah it's nice hearing that standpoint from uh, like you obviously to t- that's what, what I'm going back to saying that you kind of act out what you believe and you know it's when you do follow a diet like that in a way no I don't know if I can you know, I'm still in early days of it and all that, yes. but it's great that, you know, to see people doing it for them, good reasons, you know, positive reasons as well, you know, yeah. it's tough in the beginning, but, um, but yeah. I think yeah. as well, also, it makes me appreciate life as well, you know, where I can come back from a run, it we like tough, you know, sweating and all that, but I appreciate what's around me an awful lot more, you know, the nature, and that's helped me, like, it, that's why I find it's different from the religion, where it's the, it's the spiritual side of things as well, where, you kind of get more in tune, and you see everything in a different light almost, you know. I often go on my bike and get off the bike and say, wow, like, you know, look, it's amazing. Look, there's the sunset and that's the animals. You know, stuff that you don't, I think fitness and training and exercise helps you with that because it gets you out there into yeah uh, the outdoor world which we're so contained in the indoor world now. And I often say from work to the car, to the room, to the house, you rarely get out and even look at the moon anymore, you know, I know. evenings where if you get the exercise going, I think that's why it connects with the spiritual side there, you know, because I think it's, you know, it's uplifting um, and it brings you up. You can, you can see people beaming. They don't just lose mm-hmm. weight. They glow and you can see the freshness in them. And obviously that ties into releasing the chemicals in your brain. It gives you great mental health. And it's all, right. that's what I think the tree, like I was obviously, uh, my mass used to be to be physically and mentally ready for the world, but I did add, definitely add in the spiritual side of it because I think you know it's definitely a health thing. You see, when you know you put on your favorite music for exercise, even and you know you have a reaction, and it's it's where's that reaction coming from? You know, your spirit is being lifted. They, they reckon you can run like I think it's like seventeen percent further with music. You know, that <laughs> gets you going. You know, so I definitely think there's substance there in that in that side of it, and I think it's worth incorporating to, Get the mm-hmm. three teams health. And obviously diet, like we're talking about today, is key, you know, for right. for, for three of them aspects. But especially mm-hmm. we're talking about, he was a pro athlete on the training side of things, you know. Yeah. So I think it's great tying it in. And also I wanted to ask you about, you know, it's probably a two-part question. It could be three-part. You know, when you do running, especially when you start out, or I'm just going to take running as an example. Yeah. You know, just the side of it you see. Is the weight fall off, or your cardiovascular health getting better, and um, and then a mental side of things? and you're out, you're getting the fresh air. You know, obviously your confidence is getting higher if then you're having them results. Um, and as a triathlete, you know, that's you know, running is one thing, and then lifting weights is another thing, and then doing different sports. You know, what? How do you see the physical and mental benefits? Can you can you kind of see in you? you know, what benefits you're pulling out of them as opposed to if you are not doing it or someone who's not doing it?
0: Yeah, I think, um, like, A, I think, like, again, like you were saying, it's just good for somebody to, like, just even any kind of activity, right, it kind of changes your mental state for just maybe, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, it, like, gets your body doing something sort of different and now you have, like, a different perspective on something or maybe you're thinking about something a different way, um... So that's one thing. It just, it changes your brain, like kind of rewires your brain just a little bit differently. And I think like that can be beneficial for anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, that's kind of, I think why originally when I started getting into shape, like when I was in college, like I really started enjoying going on these like long runs because I could have time to myself just to think about things maybe in a different way or, and you're kind of doing something at the same time. So like, your brain patterns are slightly different than when, if you are just sitting at a, at a desk, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing, I think. And then, you know, yeah, I think, like, t- for me, like, um, it was a, like, what I was doing also gave me, like, a lot of confidence. So, you know, whether it was what I was doing at work or, you know, with my friends or something or my family, like, you know, um... I definitely got a more, a lot more confidence in myself and maybe it's just because like over time when you're training and you're getting ready for a goal race or something, maybe it's just the empowerment of like knowing that you've got through the training and, and you did the, you did what you're supposed to do and you made maybe you, you know, made your goal or you at least tried and like now you have a better feeling about yourself that, Hey, you know what? If I did put time and energy into something, then I can accomplish it. So like, I think that there's that, that like side of it where, you know, some people might think they're, you know, even, even older people, like they think, Oh, I could never do that. Well, you don't know until you try. Right. And if you, if you have a goal, like, you know, especially if it's like a physical one, like, you know, like it really helps motivate you to like get on that path, doing something. And then, you know, a lot of times you're going to be successful. So like that definitely gives you a lot more confidence in whatever you're doing, whether, Maybe it's some kind of thing at work, you know, even if it's not athletic, then, um, you know, like, hey, if I prepare well for this, then I can do this, so, you know, and, um, yeah, I think it stems into a lot of different areas. And, like, not only that, for yourself, it's, like, other people see you doing this, and they might be inspired themselves yeah. to Very try sure. something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, sure,
2: yeah,
0: And I've had, I've had, I've had differing reactions about that, because people that I work with, like, you know, they... Some of them got inspired, but then some of them were like, it didn't change them at all, you know? So I yeah. think it depends. But at the same, at the same time, like, you know, um, you never know who you're going to inspire, you know? Right. So. Yeah, it
1: is true. You know, you, you know, you, your actions kind of go a lot further than you think, I think, sometimes, you know, even, you know, someone might, you might be a friend of a friend who, you know, hear about you doing something, and it's not, not like a big-headed thing, but like everyone, like, so it's very encouraging to, to you know I I would always love to you know even if people are doing like the one kilometer job rather than sitting on the couch I think it's it's amazing that's getting out there and like you yeah. said it does it does help in terms of it's very true what you're saying and you're getting out and you have you're alone with your thoughts as well and you kind of put things in perspective a lot better and you carry that over to like your workplace like you're saying you know you can right. build on preparing for things same structure you did the way you prepared for that race or whatever and I think it is, it, you know, it is very, um, it does help an awful lot. And I think the idea of, I was talking about the idea of lifting weights. Uh, I got a weightlifter guy on. It was actually a guy I was talking with earlier who was always after the head of me. And uh, yeah. he was in the gym first. And uh, so um, his name is Jimmy, actually, which is quite uh, ironic. But um, what we said is that, like, the idea there, you know, the psychology is you're kind of developing yourself, you know. And it, you, it's not just a physical thing. But you're incorporating into your working out as well, or else your working out was incorporated into your work, you know, as well. I think that it's, you know, one, especially what I love about the trail running is you're around nature a lot more. Yeah. I, you don't need, like, I, I'd often take the earphones just going around here and the concrete, but I don't do that for the trail runs. And right. You can appreciate it. And then you can sort out a lot of stuff. And even from the likes of the podcast, I might come up with, oh, I'm going to get that person on, or I'm going to do this. And, you know, you get that time. That you don't get when you're working or you're at home being distracted with the TV or by the phone, mm-hmm. where you don't get to think these things through. At uh, the exercise, I think it's hugely understated, but it helps an awful lot that way, doesn't right. it?
0: Right. Yeah. I, yeah. And it doesn't have to be like you know. You don't have to be trained. You don't even have to be training for anything. You could just go for a hike or something. You know, yeah. like. And I, I think, like, uh, for me, especially, like, I find um, even time just away from you know like screens and things like that you're just like you know maybe listening to the wind or the birds or like to me that's really like recharging for me and i you know i i have like a much deeper appreciation for you know things that i have in my life that make life comfortable like you know even if you're you know if you're doing like a long run or something you're like wow this is so hard and yeah, yeah. you're done with it you're like you know gosh you know it's really nice just to sit down right yeah (laughs) and yeah you just develop like appreciations for things that maybe you wouldn't even have noticed before so i think that's another like really cool perspective um and and like if you're if you're if this becomes like more of a lifestyle like you can have a lot of like health benefits from from exercise you know i mean there's there's countless things that like are so much better you know
1: even the basic longevity of life. You know, yeah. Obviously, your your organs are being not not being pushed, but they're being used to. Yeah, upgrade, and they're being exercised and all. You know, but it, yeah. it is a great motivation. You know, even it yeah, you, you you don't have to go far to look up benefits or reasons right. to get out there. You know, right. like I often say, you know, we're supposed to do thirty minutes. They recommend at least thirty minutes every day, and that's at least. Yeah, I know yes. some people who do like, you know, they might do a yoga class once a week, you know,
2: right?
1: and I, I'm not putting them down because fair play for them getting out and doing it, but, you know, we, we, we tend to forget, I and mean, we put exercise in the back burner, like, it's a secondary thing, or, you know, but really, it should be, uh, my friend's a boxer, and he says, you know, it should become before work, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you should make sure you get that done, because we're so terrified of, missing work schedules or missing this, mm-hmm. standard or the other, but, you know, really, you know, your health is your wealth, like they say, and I know that's an old kind of cheap thing. Yeah, time, but but like, that's
0: so true, though. It's yeah. so true. Most people don't don't think about it, and, you know, in our country, like, there's so much money that's spent on health care and, like, you know, medicine and, like, you could you could spend so much money on drugs and therapies and stuff, but if if you just went out and like exercised, yeah, you know, like you said, thirty minutes a day, you know, it doesn't take that much. Like you could you could like not have a lot of problems, you know, like yeah, you,
1: and you know it's it's true, and we're we're very kind of cautious about the exercise industry as well. And like I went with my my mother said to me the other day, and. Um, you know, I want to get into jogging or walking, you know, and I said, yeah, she goes, will you come to the to the shop with me and you can pick out runners that you think would be good or that, and I thought it was great, and, um, but, you know, you, when we're looking at the price point of the runners and all that, they weren't that expensive, but it's funny, and even I can do it sometimes, you know, or going out to get training tops or something like that, you kind of stand off a bit, like, oh, should I get them or should I not, but that <laughs> night you might go and spend that same money on a takeaway and not think twice about it, you know, exactly. you never, and now you know, people would often you know just throw when he had it and that like once every few months if you need a new top or a new pair of runners or so yeah. you know sh- oh, should i be doing that we're kind of justifying their heads but like really yeah. you know i'm not saying you have to go out and get the best of everything but just to get the basic kit that will really yeah. help you and you know push it forward like i i had terrible problems with my shin splints initially and i wanted to get runners that were more cushioned and uh, when i I was kind of like, will I justify them or not? I think they were Adidas Boost, what they were called, and they are a lot less impactful. And, she's uh, the best purchase ever made, you know, and i know I'm flat <laughs> out running them, and like, I haven't had shin problems. problem. Now, I did go to Physio as well to help along, but they definitely helped a huge amount. Yeah. But we really should prioritise it more, and not just the physical side, but the diet side as well. And that's For kind sure of why sure. I thought it would be very important to talk to you as well, because I know as someone who's doing it 10 years, you'd have a lot of experience with that diet side on the vegan side of things as well.
0: Exactly. Um, Yeah. So like, you know, I'm, I'm probably like 11 and a half years into this uh, being vegan. And so like, you know, to me, like I said, like it's um, to me, this is like, I look at other foods that aren't vegan. I just, it's like almost like they're not even food. Like it's not, it's like, you know, you're looking at a pile of rocks or something. It's kind of like at this point where, it's so ingrained, you know, and I kind of know at this point, like where I can get most things. It's the hard part is when you're like, for me is like when you're traveling, like, you know, say you've gone to a different city or something. And generally like um, now with like, you know, smartphones and stuff, it's very easy to find like places where you can eat as a vegan. But if you go to like a really small town or um, I also like to travel, you know, different parts of the world too. So like, you know, but, but that's like, kind of the fun of it to me is like figuring out where I can get things because like almost everywhere you can find something I mean there's a couple places I've been where it's been like absolutely the worst (laughs) for food and like you end up eating like maybe things that aren't like necessarily the most healthiest but you know like um or and you end up eating like a ton of something that you know that's vegan that you know you don't want to eat like a ton ton of or whatever I don't know but um but yeah I mean there's a big part about it, just to be prepared. You know, like if you're going to go to somebody's house where you know that they might, they're probably not going to have vegan food. Well, then you could bring something that maybe like you've made that's vegan that like to share, and maybe they'll like it too. So
1: yeah, you know. sure. And you probably do find, you find it. It's like a stigma almost as well. as Some people, isn't it? Like, um, I'm yeah. Like, I'm only a few weeks into it. People are kind of like, yeah. And there's some people that I don't even tell. You know, um, it's kind of like they wouldn't get it i don't know if they get it or not but it's,
2: yeah you
1: know they're setting their ways you know maybe older yeah. people are maybe like that I and mean, that's probably the wrong way of thinking about it as well um but it it, is. It, like i say, i'm sure you've come across a lot of um people you know when you said i don't want vegan i'm gonna eat this or whatever who are kind of looking at you with two heads kind of almost
2: yeah
0: and then you know there are some foods where people are still like what is that or they don't know but but like I think it's also a matter of like how open you are too, in general, like, are you open to like different ideas or, hey, you know, like maybe I'll try something new for myself, you know, like there's a lot of people who just are very walled off from that. So to me, like, you know, I'm I'm kind of a person who like, I don't necessarily like push my views on people, but if they ask me, I totally tell them and, you know, I share the information I have. And some people are like very dismissive and, um, they don't, they, they, sometimes they might not even believe what you're saying. And then I'll say, we'll say, Hey, like watch this video. And then they'll say, Oh, well that, that only happens in one plate at one place. And I'm like, no, this is like an industry norm that this is happening. And so, you know, there's so other people who are very like, they, they just want to, they, they're just so happy with the way things are, you yeah. know, that, yeah. but for me, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of, of who I am is like somebody that if I'm not happy with it, way things are going like I'm very apt to like trying to make them for the better if it's not going well or um yeah so I think it's it's like a mindset right like um like to me like to me like there's absolutely no reason why no anybody would would not be vegan like that's how I think about it but then like you know some people like they're just not exposed to it and I don't know I feel like you know if they were exposed to it then they should be vegan right because they're just so many bad things about it, the way food is produced in this country, or at least this country. Um, you know, I don't know how people could still be eating the way, the way they do, but of course there's, like, you know, a lot of people that do, um, despite having, like, health problems and, you know, whatever yeah. else, like, that comes with it. I'm just going to turn the light on real quick because it's getting yeah. dark. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Also, it's funny you said different countries because, um, you know, I was looking, I was talking to my father earlier on, I was telling him I was doing, you know, trying to the vegan thing and he, he was saying um, we're talking about different countries and different diets and how they right. did and I was trying to get down to the source of how we began to eat meat and uh, trying to trace it back along and then you come to the like, sort of, talking to the guy from France the other day and then thinking about them eating insects and frogs and all, I was like, was that a gluttony thing or what was going on there and he was kind of saying, well no, like I think when the Germans kind of invaded them years ago, you know, they, ha- they were eating whatever they could get their hands on almost. And it's, yeah. just, it's funny tracing stuff back and seeing, you know, where people's diets come from or, you know, what we should be eating or whatever. And even the words omnivore and it's looking at, you know, omni I think means any or every and vor means to eat and it's yeah. from that and it's kind of just, you know, where it was just, just eat whatever you can almost, you know, because mm-hmm insects and frogs and surely they're not to be eaten you know <laughs> like, yeah and in different countries they think oh it's fine you know
0: right I mean you know if you take a look at some of the things they eat in like China I mean in some in some places in China it's acceptable to eat dogs and like in this country you know if you kill a dog that's animal cruelty you could get thrown in jail for that and it's just it's mind-boggling to me that it's just basically a matter of like what species the the animal is that yeah. el- Towards them, like basically no legal rights versus being like protected under the law.
2: Yeah.
1: Versus, how do we draw the line? Is it is it culture based? Is it what you know in terms of that? But also, I also want to know, kind of, you know, you as an athlete now after doing all your runs and Ironmans and everything like that, is there a goal now you have? You're still setting for yourself, or are you just trying to keep going as long as you can? Um. You know,
0: yeah, that's a good question because I've been doing this so long now. So, um, I, the reason why I became a professional was because I really wanted to see like, you know, if I put like a lot more time into my training and racing, like how much faster, you know, I could be, or like, you know, um, uh, it was more or less like kind of an experiment. I mean, obviously, um, you can do that as an amateur, but I also cut back on like some of my work time too. So I put more time into my training um, rather than work. And, and, you know, I'm an older person too. So like um, there might be like some physiological things like for, you know, that age factors into like, you know, how I respond to the training and it's, it's been very hard. Um, But like, so for me, like to be racing as a pro, I just wanted to see if I put more time into my training, like how much faster I could get. And, um, you know, I also wanted to, like, uh, be an advocate for being a vegan athlete. Um, part of, like, my goal with being the pro is to, like, show people, like, hey, you know what? I race as a professional athlete. I'm vegan, and I do, like, really tough endurance races, you know? And, like, this kind of to show people you can be healthy, fit, and strong.
2: Still do it. Even
0: if you don't eat animals, you know? Yeah. Like, most people think you have to eat meat to... to you know run really fast or bike really fast or you know it's there's definitely a misconception about that and
1: well, it's, it's a good ethic you know it's a good motivation for it as well because we're going to ask you what your motivation but that's that's a great one in itself yeah
0: yeah so i really wanted to like highlight the fact that i'm a vegan athlete and i compete as a professional and i'm still getting faster even like even i'm a slightly older like athlete at this point um and yeah, so I th- that's been a goal of mine and then um yeah, I mean like I have some I have some races that I do that I have like time you know, I set goals like time-wise. Like if I run like a half marathon or something, I you know, I have like things that I try to do like time-wise. I mean, of course, like it's hard to it's hard to do a race where you know, if the conditions are different for the race or if it's, you know, hilly or flat, you know, to, to have time goals. But yeah, I have some time goals sometimes like with different races I do, but, but mostly I just try to get better and, um, you know, try to like this year, especially I've put a lot more time into, um, just resting and fueling myself the right way Yeah, just to support the fact that I want to like get faster in my racing because my body like, being an older athlete, like it doesn't recover the same way like a younger person does. So,
1: I think yeah. sports science probably helps off a lot in the last few years as well, hasn't it? With, with fueling and resting, and you know, yeah. a lot of research into uh, the way we should we should properly look after ourselves and the benefits of it. There in the last few years, especially, yeah. you know, it's a great field that's open. Yeah. Any Any advice for anyone who um, is looking to become a triathlete? To, yeah, like yeah. stuff that you wish you'd known getting coming
0: yeah I mean most people there are like certain people who start out and they try to just do everything all at once and they just burn themselves out and like you know that's that's kind of a bad way to start out too, especially like also with running like some people think like, oh, I'm gonna be a runner and they like they have they're very motivated so they go out and they maybe do too much all at once and then they you know injure themselves or they just get burnt out from it. so yeah, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot more information out there now about that so. You know, I, I suggest like, for me, like um, having like the coach was really key for me because you, you know, you're going to like, for me, like you have to push yourself hard sometimes, but then other times you have to back off. And so having that balance is really key and having somebody else like look at your training plan and seeing what you're doing and saying, Hey, you're doing too much of this. Maybe you should do some more of this Mm -hmm. or, you know, you're not doing enough of this. And yeah, so it's, like for me, like the coach is like really important.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's good to get a few different standpoints, isn't it? Where someone might push you in one direction, you get a balance then. And also, not to throw away what you're gaining yourself, because only you know how your body reacts. You know, we yeah. have that. You know, I know our anatomy is the same, but everyone reacts differently. To They have different intolerances, they have different threshold levels, you know, different mm-hmm. VO2 you know, gains. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's very interesting. But look, I really appreciate you coming on and, and having a yeah. chat with you today, and uh, I hope to get this posted soon, as uh, soon as, hopefully next day or so. But okay. uh, really enjoyed the chat, and I really appreciate you you coming on and, and uh, telling your your point of view on it. I really appreciate yeah. that. Jan.
0: Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. I I'm I'm curious about what you do now, and like I hope you know the your endeavors like with the plant based eating like continue because it sounds yeah. like you're on the right path and.
1: Yeah, well, I'm trying to figure it out and I guess, you know, I had that opportunity this year of starting fresh and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to work out every bit of the aspects, you know, and from talking to people who know what they're talking about, basically, you know, and try and build a solid base in there. And then hopefully, you know, I'm not not one for putting up a lot of photos of me in the gym or anything like that because I think, you know, they're trying to get what people can relate to on an individual kind of standpoint and talking to different people so they can hear it and relate to it from their standpoint. Yeah. Let's really appreciate your input on it as well and I appreciate yeah. you in the phone call.
0: Yeah you're welcome very much and like if, if, if anybody has a question or something that they want um, after listening to this they can post it onto my, my website where there's like a comment section or um, there's a page where you can like write an email to me like right on the website. I'd be happy to get in touch with them and you know, great. talk to them about whatever that comes to mind, you know, because. That's
1: great. Well, I might post the, the link for that then in the talk okay. it, and then people can sure. do it. That's great. Yeah,
0: for <laughs> sure. Yeah.
1: I have to go now and say goodnight to my son who's waiting on you. So <laughs> thanks very much, Jen.
0: Yeah. It. Really good talking to you.
1: Yeah. Talk again soon. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Bye.